Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance. So my second book, Clever Girl Finance, Learn How Investing Works, Grow Your Money, comes out on October 20th. And so over the next several episodes, I'm going to be sharing interviews of the incredible women I interviewed in the book here on the podcast. You'll hear them talk about their investing strategies right now, given that we're all navigating through a pandemic, as well as their plans to invest for the future. And they'll also be sharing their experiences of getting their finances to where they are today. And so their stories and their journeys will inspire you. So be sure to tune in. If you haven't already ordered a copy of my new book, you can do that everywhere books are sold online and it is available as an ebook, audiobook, and a physical book. You can also purchase it at your local bookstore and if they don't have it, you can request that they order it and you can also request that your local library orders the book as well. Finally, I'd love for you to subscribe to this podcast and you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you love what you're listening to, please head on over to iTunes and leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. Okay, so let's get into this episode. I am super excited to have an incredible guest with me here. Her name is Yasmin Thomas, and Yasmin is an incredible woman who is actually featured in my new book called Clever Girl Finance, Learn How Investing Works, Grow Your Money. And I'm really honored to have Yasmin on to talk about how she's investing, especially now in this climate, and basically what she learns about investing to get where she is today. So welcome, Yasmin. I'm so excited to have you here. Hey, Bola, thank you so much for this opportunity. I am so honored to be joining you again and especially joining all your beautiful audience. Thank you guys for being here. Yes, I'm so excited to have you here. So I'd love to start out by having you introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah, my name is Yasmin Thomas. I am a broadcast journalist and a financial coach. I'm also an immigrant from Mexico. So I've been working for the last 17 years, mainly doing television news. And a few years ago, I really transitioned those skills into uh, financial coaching because I got um, very deep into doing um, interviews and stories about financial crimes. And I realized there's a huge need for financial information, especially in the Hispanic community. And after doing so many stories of financial crimes, I realized that I was trying to help people through my stories, but the damage had been done. So I was thinking, what is a good way to help people before they get into financial trouble? So that's when, you know, the light bulb went on and I decided to become a financial coach. So that's what I do. Uh, I'm a broadcast journalist and a financial coach. And uh, I love to help people just lay a path to have more peace and more freedom in their lives. And I love that. So for those of you watching, in case you haven't noticed, Yasmin's Emmys are right on the screen behind her. So she is an Emmy (laughs) award-winning journalist. Incredible. Congratulations on all of your accomplishments. Thank you so much. Yes. Right there. Some of them are right here. I got some over there, some on the other side. And this was important, Bola, because it reminded me that the stories were making an impact, but it also reminded me that a lot of people needed to get more information to improve financially. 
Yes, and that is so, so important. When I interviewed my book, you talk about how investing is so important to you. And it's something that you're leveraging right now to build long-term wealth. However, at the beginning of your journey, you actually did not understand a lot about investing. You didn't understand how it worked. So how did you get to that point as an immigrant, as a woman of color, going from not knowing anything about investing in the United States to now in this space where investing is you know, what you're leveraging to build wealth and has allowed you to create, you know, so much financial progress and really big strides for yourself and your family. So let me tell you this story. The first job that I got as an immigrant, it had no benefits. I had a paycheck and I was extremely grateful for it, you know, and I think I had two weeks of vacation. Then I got another job. You know, I've always uh, had this sense of growth within me. So I was happy with that job, but I just knew there was more for me. I got another job with a big company that offered great benefits. And I had no idea that that was actually a thing because in Mexico, I work for my dad and, you know, there is no 401ks, no things like that to invest in your future. The investments is not something that's in the mind of many Mexicans, unfortunately. So when I was reviewing the job offer, I was going through a list of benefits and I'm like, wow, this is a great place to work. And then I I asked my husband, what is a 401k? And he was confused. He's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, what is a 401k? They say they offer a 401k. What is that? (laughs) And he's he's like, oh, a 401k. He's like, that's a really good thing. You need to, you know, you need to leverage that. I'm like, they offer a 7% match. He's like, yeah, you got to max it out. So that was my first introduction to investing. So I went from not even knowing how to pronounce the program to understanding that it was a good thing. And it was thanks for my husband telling me that it is a good thing that you need to take advantage of it, that he explained to me that they take money from your pay and they put it aside so it can grow. And then they give you free money so that you can grow more money in the long run. So it was thanks to that simple explanation that I decided to sign up and just set it and forget. And it is important that we get at least someone or some sort of information that reassures that investing early is good, Bola, because I also had a lot of colleagues that they didn't have that, you know, short, simple explanation, piece of information. And when I would talk to them about, are you investing on your 401k? Are you, you know, taking advantage of the match? They would tell me, why would I give the company my money? Like, why would I let them take my money? And I was like, no, no, they're not taking your money. They are investing your money for you so that in 20 years, you can have a whole lot more money. And it was shocking to me. And and, and it was eye-opening to realize that a lot of people have been working for this amazing company with great benefits, and they were not understanding that a 401k is working always on on your benefit. That's so true. And you know, a lot of people, when it comes to the 401k, that is their first exposure to investing. It's the lowest barrier to entry because it's automated from your paycheck. There might be limitations to what you can invest in. The fee be slightly higher. Um, it's still a great way to start investing early and take advantage of the power of compounding and earnings from dividends and growth in value of your investments over time. That time is so, so valuable, right? As you just explained. And I think, you know, when it comes to investing, knowledge is really power. Understanding how it works so that you know that it's not your company taking away your money. It's 
investments on your behalf. It's you making decisions for your future self. So thank you so much for highlighting that. Okay, so Yasmin, one of the things that was very impactful to me about your story is the fact that you navigated some really serious financial difficulty on your journey in the form of losing a significant amount of your household income for a good amount of time, like a lengthy amount of time, but you continue to invest. And a lot of people right now going through the pandemic are facing financial difficulty, either with job losses, reduced income, or even having the fear of potential job loss, just given economic uncertainty. So I just wanted you to take us back to how you navigated that experience of losing that significant amount of your household income, what it was like, what kept you motivated and just, you know, just words to inspire those who are watching now that may be going through a similar situation. That time, that period uh, after the recession or through the recession was absolutely terrifying to me and terrifying to say the least. Because if you ask any immigrant, uh, and I'm going to speak for Mexicans, you know, we are neighbors to the United States. We see the United States as a place where anyone can thrive, where there's opportunities, there's capitalism, there, the merit system actually works, where you can actually just get things done, work, have a business idea, and you can thrive. So when I came here, um, I started working right away, and I thought that that's the way it was. If you wanted a job, you would have a job. Like, I was able to find work right away. And I was always employed, you know, and then, you know, you learn that the, the way to thrive here, what they teach us in the mainstream media is that you get loans and then you do life. And that's the way to be successful. Yep. Debt is the way to go. That's what we're taught. That's what we're taught. You, You get a loan for your house, for your car, you get credit cards, you get a good credit score, and then you're going to be just in, in great hands. And you make your minimum payments, of course. <laughs> so that's what I learned. And that's what I was doing. And I thought we were thriving until the recession hit. And then my husband's job was eliminated. It was actually sent to Mexico. So somebody could do it for a lower, uh, you know, salary. And I faced uncertainty in a way that I could not even explain to you. It was so scary because I thought, I've never experienced a recession. I've never experienced a job loss. I never experienced, you know, our income go down drastically. At the same time, we have all these payments we have to make. And then suddenly we're left with my income. So it was very, very scary. And I thought we were prepared for an emergency. I thought we had savings. I, you know, you think that you're doing fine. Mm-hmm. And then those times really tested me to understand that everything that I had learned, I could just flush it down the toilet and I needed to start fresh. And it was terrifying, Bola, because there were times that I just didn't know if we were going to have to, you know, sell everything we had and move in with my in-laws, you know, move into the basement. Like my brain would go immediately to the worst case scenario. And it was a very painful, stressful, depressing time in life. And I can relate a lot to what's happening now Because if it hadn't been for that time after the recession where I decided, I I understood that debt was not an opportunity and it was actually limiting my quality of life because it was stressing me so much. Because when I did the math, we could live on my income just to do life, but we couldn't live on my income and pay all the bills, you know, like all the debt. So when I understood that, I'm like, okay, so there is opportunity here. 
if we get out of debt and we start saving and we just get prepared and, you know, live under our means, the future is going to look a lot different. And so thanks to that really terrifying time in my life, today I am facing a pandemic with a lot of changes to in a totally different situation where I can actually feel at peace with myself, you know, and not stress and just, you know, trying to get out of this cycle of financial anxiety that I was trapped back in 2008. That's incredible. And I feel like many people who are just facing difficulty right now, which is, you know, my heart goes out to them. I feel like this is going to be just that moment where they decide that this will never happen to them again, whether it was beyond their control or pandemic related, whatever it might be that's causing them to face this and just really get down, put their head to the ground and focus on getting their finances in order, paying off debt, putting that emergency savings. While you were going through that, and this was a 2008 recession, Mm -hmm. you just continued to have your 401k automated. So you were still investing. I think it was something that you did without even really remembering. (laughs) Exactly. What What were some ways that you just you know, just kept going for, you know, people who are watching this that are like, okay, well, I know I want to invest. I want to build wealth. I'm realizing that I don't ever want to be in financial difficulty again. But while I'm thinking about investing, you know, while I'm maybe taking advantage of my employer's 401k match, how do I survive right now? How do I manage my payments? How do I navigate getting through? You know, I am happy at the time I was so stressed that the thought of you know, maybe stopping the 401k never came to my mind. For some reason, I just didn't even think about it. You know, I, I just kept investing. And I guess I was used to the paycheck that I was receiving without that uh, when, you know, they already you take out it. that contribution. So yeah, I, I totally forgot about it. And I'm glad I did because it forced me to be more creative to manage my money in other ways. You know, I hear so many financial experts telling people to, you know, get their credit cards ready to take loans out out of their 401k. And I'm like, this is a time when you have to be tested to limit your spending, to reduce expenses, to budget, to not dig a deeper hole because you're going to have to get out of it after the pandemic, you know, ends. So why dig a, a deeper hole instead Just try to get creative right now, reduce your expenses, start a side hustle, anything you can do to try to, you know, go through this time in life. And I understand how difficult it can be because I have been there, but believe me, there is light at the end of the tunnel and I, I wouldn't take it back. I would not, you know, that happened to me for a reason. And now I understand that reason. And that's why I'm so passionate about teaching people financial literacy Because I have seen, I have lived the difference of having information to make better decisions, you know, and this has to be the moment for many Americans and for many people around the world to say enough is enough. Now is when I'm going to start my financial transformation. I love that, Yasmin. Thank you for those words of wisdom and encouragement. And I want to ask you, are you currently investing right now? And has your investment or your investing objective changed in terms of what you want to accomplish? I know one of your long-term goals is buying your ranch (laughs) and looking out onto your property and just having your cup of coffee. So how has the pandemic changed your investing approach? Are you still on track? Well, I would like to be investing more. Uh, I I think the pandemic has thrown everything off track. You know, I wanted to pay off my house in five years. So that's still a goal that I have. 
Um, in terms of my investments, I didn't, you know, I haven't touched them. They're there. I've only looked at them once and, you know, just, just reluctant, reluctant and curious to see what the wave has been throughout this year, you know, but that's going to be there. And it's the same plan. You know, a lot of people want to just get a quick return. They want to put their money where the return is going to be. And I just don't invest that way. You know, mine is set, set and forget and just let it grow. And then reassess, you know, when things go back to normal, maybe I can restart my goal of paying off my house within five years, which is really uh, my big focus right now. But yes, um, I think you have to have a big dream in mind. And I dream of a future where I have everything that's paid off, where I have a ranch, where I have a horse, where I can just sit down and drink my coffee, enjoying nature, you know, and those those ideals of how you want to live your life on purpose by design are the ones that are going to keep you going even in the hardest times. Yes, that's great advice. And I'm definitely going to be hopping on a plane to come hang out with you. <laughs> at You'll your be my guest of honor. <laughs> so thank you so much, Yasmin, for coming on to share your insights and also for being a part of my book, Clever Girl Finance, Learn How Investing Works, Grow Your Money, that hits newsstands and audiobook retailers everywhere um, on October 20th. And before I let you go, I have to ask you, what is your Clever Girl superpower? I'll tell you in a minute. First, I want to congratulate you for your book. And I want to thank you so much for letting me be part of it. I am so uh, proud of you, Bola, and so honored to be able to support you in any way I can. So I would say that my superpower is just being a doer, you know, just taking the initiative. And I'm also really big on teaching myself how to do things. So it used to be that we had to go to the library and research things. Now we have everything on Google, you know. So anytime that I don't understand how to do something, anytime I want to learn a new skill, I just teach myself. I don't wait for someone to tell me how to do it. I don't think, uh, you know, a new course or a new degree is going to give you the knowledge. I just, you know, get this determination to teach myself how to do it. And sometimes it works. Sometimes you don't get the results that you expect, but just keep teaching yourself, you know, uh, being the, the driver's seat of your life so that you can actually design that amazing future that you're going to enjoy and not be just kind of a victim to the circumstances around us, which is really, it, it would be the, the way to default too. Instead, I just want to encourage people to keep learning and to keep growing. Thank you, Yasmin. That's such amazing advice. Um, choose to be in the driver's seat of your life and not to be a victim. That's definitely how I live my own life and what I'm teaching my children. So I'm really grateful to have you share that. And um, before I let you go, I'd love for you to share with everyone where they can find more about your or learn more about your coaching services, what you offer, etc. Thank you, Bola. Yeah, so I do one-on-one coaching. I do workshops at organizations, so kind of group coaching or group teaching. I also have a new line of uh, planners, uh, financial planners, meal planners, um, time management planners. You can find all the information on my website, yasminthomas.com. And for those who are bilingual or for those who rather get the information in Spanish, I also have another platform in Spanish. So you can go to my same website, yasminthomas.com, and you're going to find links to all my information, resources, 
training, online training, and coaching. So incredible. You're doing really incredible work, Yasmin. And I'm so excited that we met and we've gotten to know each other. And like I said, I'm going to be at that ranch. <laughs> yes. And we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Bola. I really appreciate you. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed this interview. And if you loved the episode, but you don't yet subscribe to the podcast, you can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes and head on over to iTunes to leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast as well. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate all of you from the bottom of my heart, and I will talk to you on the next episode.